Welcome to the Podcast Connector. Each week, we'll bring you behind-the-scenes tips on all things entrepreneurship, spreading your message, and the podcasting space. Plus, we will connect you with some amazing people in health, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Podcast Connector. Today, we are going to talk all about working with influencers, brands and influencers. And I feel like I have experienced, well, I'm not an influencer, but you know. Technically, I mean, especially back in your health and wellness days, absolutely. Yeah, back in those days, yes, much more so. So just work, I've worked worked with a lot of brands. I also think I have, I kind of have a brand perspective in some angles because I have so many friends and I'm so close to so many founders who do work with influencers. Mm -hmm. And then Kaylee has both angles as well. But I think that this is a really, I feel like most advertising now at least in our space is really going into influencers and i mean is that where you guys see the biggest roi uh yeah it's it's responsible for a lot of our growth because the bigger that we build our ambassador program which is our influencers Mm -hmm. the more revenue they drive in and i mean that's been scaling like crazy yeah i mean to me i just feel like if you're a brand you're not you don't have an ambassador program i'm not sure what's going on like that's a very (laughs) leaving money on the table yeah i mean that's the best way to like where else are you advertising yeah and it's it's brand i mean brand awareness yeah, yeah. how else are you getting it communicated in a really good way because you can mm-hmm. send send all the money you want to on ads and different things but at the end of the day those are just pictures and videos but when you actually have people that believe in your company and your products and stand for it and can talk about it basically yeah. referrals well non-stop. i mean it's marketing psychology mm-hmm. right like i can see an ad 20 times and i'm still probably even if i really want it i might see something and i'm like yeah i want that but as soon as kaylee tells me or like one of my friends says oh my god you have to get this i'm like okay done i literally order yeah. Right, then, right there. there. I don't even need to know what it is. You <laughs> yeah. know, I'm like, okay. And and that's what you get with influencers, people who have a loyal community and, and who really trust their recommendations. And when you are putting the product in someone's hands where it feels like a friend, people are so much faster to buy. You know, like I have a lot of people in my community who will be like, anything you suggest, I'll just buy because you've given, you always give good recs. Yeah. You know? And that's why I love that we're opening up this subject on this podcast because I think there's a lot of mistakes made on both ends with the influencer end and the brand end. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times when we were building clear stem and for a little bit we worked the social media agency and we worked with different influencer type agencies for different campaigns and i feel like they would come at me and try to just like tell me how, <laughs> like tell me how to do things like yeah. working with these influencers i'm like you don't understand the influencers that you need to work with are ones that have built a loyal community where people listen to what they say it has nothing to do with likes or followers i mean how like how many times am i scrolling through social media reading a caption and i love it and i love that person but i just don't like the photo i don't know i don't think about it all the time sometimes i go on liking sprees where Mm -hmm. just like liking comment on everything depends on my mood but it's all about you have to do your research with influencers because it's all about do they have a community do they have a voice do people listen to them they respect them do they buy from them because they believe in what they have to say yeah well i also just think podcasts are the way to go like i think sponsoring podcasts and getting on podcasts obviously but like i mean i think getting on podcasts is the number one way nowadays but i think sponsoring podcasts that are my perspective is like more mid-level and really loyal audiences where people know hey they're not just doing ads to do ads like I think about like huge podcasts that I listen to and I don't take any of their recommendations seriously because I feel like they just advertise whatever like but when it's a mid-level person I'm like actually curious what they have to say but I think the difference is and why podcasts convert a lot is because if somebody's listening to that person for an 
hour every week, they trust them versus mm-hmm. there are all kinds of people I follow on Instagram where I don't give a shit what they recommend. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think to your point, thinking sometimes smaller can get a lot better ROI. And a lot of my friends from different companies have told me that, like, I've just been asking, oh, what are you noticing is working? And they're like, we dropped all of our big shows and now we're just sponsoring all the like mid-level to small shows and I'm getting better R- ROI. I mean, a lot of brands saw that the same thing on Instagram, yeah. hitting mid-level. And I think that that's so much more beneficial because again, mid-levels typically have the stronger communities because mm-hmm. as podcasts sometimes get too, too big, it, it's almost like they get a little too corporate and the mid-level ones keep that personality and keep the loyal audience really, mm-hmm. really strong. Yeah. Let's start getting into, I feel like it's easiest to facilitate this conversation by going into mistakes everybody's making. <laughs> yes. Uh, not to be, <laughs> not to be doom and gloom here, you know, but and then what to do, what to yeah. do from there, <laughs> what to do from there, because it's just easier. So you want to start with brands or influencers? Yeah. Uh, let's start with brands. Okay. So from your perspective, what are some of the biggest mistakes that brands make when they're trying to grow their ambassador program or work with influencers in general? Okay. The first thing is just trying to find people with big followers and paying them to post. That does not work. <laughs> like I could tell you right now, it doesn't. The second thing, which I feel like we'll spend a little more time talking about, is the approach that brands take when they reach out to influencers. This was something that I heavily trained our head of partnerships on to the point where she has now her own strategy that she's developed that has trained our interns on and feels very territorial in a good way, rightfully so, very territorial over the communication with ambassadors and the way we reach out. Because a lot of brands can come across a little insulting. Um, yeah, <laughs> a little. Kaylee's being really nice right now. Kaylee's being very nice right now. Brands can come off insulting to influencers because if a brand is reaching out to an influencer unknowingly, it's not even to their fault. They don't understand the amount of hard work, sacrifice, dedication, time it's put into building a community. So yeah. an influencer that has a diehard community, they have poured blood, sweat, and tears into that community, sacrificing a lot of things in life, grinding to be there all the time for their community to produce a content they produce and to grow it and to just come in and undercut them value wise money wise and just being rude about it is it's just completely disregarding all the hard work that influencer put in you have to view an influencer as a successful one that's built a community as someone that has built their own brand too Mm -hmm. so you are speaking brand to brand now you should be speaking on like how can we work together so to pivot from that reach out so the way we do it we reach out to an influencer on how can we help you so you know our ultimate goal is to help help people achieve the skin they want and to regain their confidence. So we look for people that have stories to tell either with skin or health or you name it. And then we reach out, no questions asked. Are you struggling with your skin right now? Can we help in any way? Can we send you some product to try out and just get your feedback? Not, we need you to post. We need you to do this. It's just like going on a date first. It's Mm -hmm. just like, hey, can we give you some products? You think like, let's start to develop a relationship before we move forward in any other way. So the biggest mistake that brands make is coming off too demanding and disregarding regarding the amount of hard effort and work that an influencer has taken to build their brand. Yeah, I mean, I love when someone, like if a brand follows me or even they don't have to follow me, but it's like if I see them comment on some posts before they ever message me, like mm-hmm. that already builds my trust because I feel like what br- I can tell, like a brand will like slide in my DMs. It's a very like copy paste thing. They, sometimes they spell my name wrong. Oh my gosh, it's I've, like, how many times have I got called Christina? Yeah, like, and it's like, really? <laughs> they don't take two seconds to read my bio. Yeah, and it, they don't even give a shit. And I'm like, are you kidding? me right or and it's like hey we'll send you this product if you post five times i'm like 
Are you kidding me? Do you know how much time goes into all the posting? It's like everything is precious real estate. And it's mm-hmm. like, to your point, I mean, like you have to think about the energy exchange, right? To me, it's like if a new brand is coming to me and they're basically trying to use my audience that I've spent six years cultivating so much time building trust, right? You think that I'm going to mess up that trust by just throwing up a random product, right? Or like mm-hmm. what I hate is when a brand tries to get me to post before I've even tried the product. They're oh like, my gosh. Hey, we insane. would love to work with you. Do you want to do this? And it's like, I've never even used your product. So no, are you going to send me some, right? And it's like, I think there's also some etiquette there of we've never had an interaction and I've never used your product. Do you want me to post? And I'm like, do you want to send me it? And they're like, no, you can buy it. Like people do that. And I'm like, no, are you kidding? Like, and honestly, as a brand, you should never want to work with an influencer that says yes to something like that. That's going to say yes to posting about your product without ever trying it and loving it. We've done a couple paid for posts and I'm not going to lie. They all completely have not worked. What works is establishing that relationship to the point where the influencer and us are basically feel like like close friends Mm -hmm. and then they get excited to post. They love the product. So it comes off so naturally. Mm -hmm. Like you really, as a brand, you want influencers to talk about you naturally. Yeah. And that all gets cut out when you just, hey, I'm just going to pay you to post. You never try my product or like you try it that second and then just hop on. It's just it feels fake and ingenuine and and people see that. Yeah. And on the other side of it, it's like if I have a connection with a brand, I'm going to post about them whether or not I'm getting paid. Oh, 100 percent. Like I'm (laughs) just going to post about it just because I want to. Right. And the other thing is, if it's a really good product, like if you keep sending it to me for free, I'll post about it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I don't don't have to go out of my way and buy it. Yeah. Because I'm going to buy it anyway. You know what I mean? So and that's the key I think there's a lot of brands who and this is for me with like you know doing business coaching for other coaches it's a similar idea where people spend so much time trying to convince people to want their service like you're trying to convince somebody to want to get rid of their bloating or whatever as opposed to going to the person who already is trying to find you and I think that brands do the same thing or what they do is they just you know they have a product it's great and then they go to the person that they want to promote the product rather than finding the people that are already using it or already having that problem mm-hmm. and then like like because they're gonna want it they're gonna use it getting they're gonna get results and then really want to talk about it versus trying to force somebody to use something that they don't even need and then the post doesn't come off that great like do you know what I'm saying yeah I think another big mistake that's made is just going after an influencer that only exists on Instagram mm. as a company if you're investing any money in a, so say you are doing a paid to post you want to find someone that has multiple channels of communication with their community yeah. so they're on Instagram maybe they're also on TikTok or YouTube maybe they have an email list which is super beneficial that they'll include you in maybe they have a podcast because again communities need to hear things multiple times and in different ways and so when you can work with an influencer and bring in these other pieces of media and tie it all in together hey maybe you'll do posts in social media maybe some stories we'll also throw four podcast ads in there mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll, you'll also have us on your podcast to interview and release something about us in your email newsletter. Mm-hmm. Like that for brands is going to see the biggest ROI. And then also on influencer side, if the influencer wants to do all that because they love you and love their product, it's going to come off so authentic and drive so much value to their community mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I mean, I feel like on the, like for me thinking about podcast sponsors, I always felt like I'm either all in or I'm not. It's mm-hmm. like, to me, it's like we're doing everything everywhere and this is a long-term relationship or I don't want to do it at all. Like if you want to just do, if you're trying to just do like one round of ads, like that's just not going to work for me, you know? And so, and I think that that approach works a lot better because it builds a lot of trust with people. Like if you're just popping in and out, like I think as a brand, look for somebody that you could work with consistently for a long term because a lot of people will wait 
to see and they'll be like oh she's been talking about this for a year now i want to buy it oh yeah all some, the time some people reach out to me of products i've been talking about for literally three years mm-hmm. and they're like oh i finally bought it <laughs> yeah yeah totally yeah it's like, it takes people a long time mm-hmm. and i mean that's like i used to say you know for a brand for ads minimum now i feel like even longer to be honest yeah. for a podcast like is how i feel because it requires that amount of time i mean think about it this way as brands what's your lifetime value of your customer so what are you willing to put in to gain however many customers for that lifetime value because that's the money that you can dump in to whatever these different outlets are whether it's podcast ads and interviews and all different things like that and as we're talking about long-term relationships Mm -hmm. i think the most beneficial that both an influencer can do and a brand can do is be is have ambassador programs. So influencers being a part of ambassador programs and then brands creating them. Because again, that's one of our most successful revenue drivers with ClearStem is our ambassador program. It's because we've grown these relationships, fostered them with our ambassadors. So we're bringing in revenue and they're also getting a commission on things and they're bringing revenue. So it's a very win-win situation. And the more we grow, they grow and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And that's what develops the long-term partnerships. Yeah, no, I think it's such a great point. The other thing is, I think is like related to the ambassador program is this balance of communication, because if you're too up in someone's grill, it's annoying. Like companies who are messaging all the time, email us all the time. And it's like, this is so overwhelming. I don't even want to deal with you. I get annoyed. But at the same time, like, are you giving people deliverables? Like just making it so easy for people. Like you can repost this, you can give this, like, here's the sale. Like, like, I think that there's a really healthy balance of communication. You know, like you guys do this really well. I think Organifi does this really well mm-hmm. where I feel like I'm looped in and it's not hard for me to stay looped in. Like I hate when I'm working with a company and I see everybody else posting about a sale and I'm like, I had no fucking idea how did it, yeah uh, i wish <laughs> i knew I about this why wasn't i notified but then on the other side of it i also hate when i and usually i don't hear about it if they're because they're emailing me every three days so and i'm like don't, yeah this is, this is a waste of my <laughs> that's time that's how i am too you know so it's like i think that there's this healthy balance of communication letting people know ahead of time giving them making it so easy for them to share and post giving them things to say and also providing education for them that's like very like talking points like even if it's not a podcast like something for instagram stories like i love when people do this it's like five to six bullet points that are education based so like you can just literally repeat them and not making it this overwhelming thing i mean even as a podcaster for a brand there's so much to if their talking points are good or not because i'll have brands send me over this five pager and i'm like i can't do anything with this like this is so not helpful for me and then i'm sitting there trying to sort through this for however long versus like give me like three bullet bullet points here three bullet points here if there's something else you want me to add in or include right and that's it like simple is better but if you give people talking points then they it makes it so easy for them to communicate and if you're telling them giving them education to me that is what makes audience want to buy so for brands listening it's so important when establishing and building an ambassador program, one, I feel like it's super important to have someone in-house for it mm-hmm. and to just have someone that that's their sole responsibility because this will be a full-time job. You might think, oh, they only have to like coordinate with ambassadors and this and that. This is more than a full-time job. There are teams that have built out like five to 10 people that are handling the ambassador yeah. program. And so it's very important that you have someone that's managing the relationships 
with the current ambassadors that's looking for new ones that is communicating when there's sales or different things that are very specific to the influencers to push whether it's campaigns where you raise their commission campaigns where you you raise the discount they can offer and then to give them those bullet pointed valuable information of how they can describe your product in the way that you need it communicated on social media yeah totally is there anything else big you think with brands learning what to do and repurposing content. So every time our ambassadors post some epic stories, we always ask them if they can download it and send it to us because we'll ask for permission, but we'll chop it up and put it into ads. We'll put it onto YouTube. We'll integrate it into like reels or TikToks that we create on our social media. So again, you want to make sure you have that relationship with an ambassador to ask for that, that give and take. And a lot of times it's like, hey, do you mind creating a couple stories for us and we'll send you over some free product. But treating the ambassador like a leg of your marketing arm and not just this person you can pay to do random things. Like I just feel like there's a lot of of insult that goes on in between Mm -hmm. brands and influencers but to treat they are so valuable for building a brand and so treating them like a part of your team like your ambassador I view all of our ambassadors as truly a part of our marketing team and Mm -hmm. I think they're all incredible and I make sure to try to keep up with as much as them as much as possible um, while our partnership team manages those relationships but again treating like them they're the part of the team and then working with them to repurpose content and to just keep the growth going do you want to touch Sean, I, I mean, it's hard to go into this without specifics, but I feel like a lot of the insults energy comes from the payment issue because the payment thing is very weird. And I actually it don't is. really know what's going on anymore because <laughs> I'm kind of out of this at this point. But specifically with Instagram, you know, with podcasts, well, I don't know. But I feel like there are a lot of people who are charging who shouldn't be. I think there are a lot of people who are charging a lot of money that is not worth it. At the same time, I think also there are a lot of brands who are trying to get everything for free and they, in my mind, they need to be paying for like, it's like you're trying to swoop in off of somebody's (laughs) years of work and their loyal audience. Like that's what you're paying for really. So lifting the veil on things and any brand listening will know there's a lot of people that haven't built any type of communities on Instagram yeah. that will try to charge like $10,000 for a That's post. So, people it's, really do that? Oh my gosh. I mean, there's people that have no community that have a couple thousand followers that will try to charge like four grand for a post. Wow. And so here's where the money comes in. I think it's all about value of community. Yeah. And so I think there's people that don't have that built yet that need to learn they need to do some more product trade to build it up I mean how much in our in our days of the health and wellness industry where we worked with a lot of brands how many times do we do stuff for trade to build have reputation within the industry and oh, build I did good relationships everything for trade the, yeah exactly I, barely, I think I've maybe done I mean I've done less than five probably paid for yeah. Instagram posts same I think mine's like I think mine's mm-hmm. around like five to seven total in over the course of six plus years six seven years and I haven't done a paid one in probably two years mm-hmm. now I just post about brands because I love them yeah. <laughs> well I always do because I love them now I just like won't accept payment yeah it's just it's it's a mess now and it's it's kind of to what we were talking about like the intern mentality of grind and work hard and build your reputation and your resume before you can start charging and it's the same in the influencer world and I think that's I think brands Brands have gotten burned and influencers have gotten burned. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's been a lot of bad experiences on both ends, which are triggering. Need, I think we just need a big <laughs> circle and we can do some trauma healing, you guys. 
all I think this, there's a okay? lot of trauma around I it. I think brands we've all have, hurt each other. Because <laughs> brands have dumped a lot of money not knowing into big influencers and seen absolutely no return. Yeah. So then they refuse to pay again. So then when but there's... But they also... Okay, here's the other side that's just hard about it, right? Because I get that. And then I also get the awareness piece is key. And mm-hmm. like, I think this is the other thing that I've seen from influencers where it's like the brand will be like, there was no ROI. And it's like... Well, you paid for one post. You don't oh, want to yeah. pay for anything else. So it's like, what do you expect? You're not going to get an ROI yeah. from that ever. Yeah. Even if like, honestly, if Kylie Jenner posts mm-hmm. one time about something, she might not get like yeah. barely get any sales. I'm yeah. being completely honest. Like yeah. it, that's not what it is. So if you're a brand expecting just to do like a paid for one post, you're not seeing any money. You yeah. like probably won't even see one sale. Yeah. Like. probably not not one if you're a brand right now because i love giving back and helping people if you need any like personal advice with building out an influencer program like please feel free to email or dm me like i'm happy to share our insights as a team because i do think we've done a really good job about it and on the influencer side i feel like rates are all over the place Mm -hmm. and on the brand side they don't know what they're doing there's just so much things aren't clear it's, it's, not it's hard on both sides because, I mean, even people who are, like, in the influencer world, like, everybody's like, what do you charge? Like, nobody mm-hmm. knows, right? So I think some of that is genuine. Like, nobody just, like, no one knows what they're doing. Yeah. So. It's like, it's the Wild West and it still yeah. is. That's how it is, like, with TikTok now, mm-hmm. too. Now it's, like, kind of the Instagram issue all over again of, like, TikTok's yeah. blowing up. You don't know what's going to perform. Like, a brand could pay for something and it could get, like, 100 views or, like, 1.5 million. Yeah. Like, you have Yeah, I no mean, yeah, idea. the algorithm is so wild. Like, that, it's even crazier. I yeah. Think. <laughs> It's literally the Wild West. That is so funny. Yeah. Let's... Let's think about a couple things with influencers. Mm-hmm. Here's what I have to say. I would say don't say yes to a product that you don't use and you don't actually love, first yeah. of all. Like, this is not going to go well. Second of all, I think don't take a one-time off thing. No. Only do it if it's long-term is how I feel. Yeah. Third thing is be open to, like, collaboration and understand where the brand is at because I've done a lot of stuff for free that has long-term really, really served me well and it's allowed me to develop a lot of deep relationships that bigger picture. When the brand succeeds, they always give back. Like, there's also also other opportunities that could be even more valuable like features and like when they repost you like people start to understand when people have a relationship right like I can even think about different restaurants in LA where like no one ever paid me but I people started associating me with in the restaurant the restaurant would give me free food yeah. you know what I mean it's like yeah stuff, stuff like that like relationships serve you really well and you never know like, the power of your network truly right mm-hmm. um but just be open to collaboration and there's a balance between knowing your worth and being entitled is how I feel yeah I think as an influencer it's very important to know that the same way you have poured blood sweat and tears into building your brand the brand that's coming to you mm-hmm. also has and a lot of times they don't have these huge marketing budgets and so they are being money conscious and they are wanting to invest in you to grow their network to grow grow consumer awareness and brand awareness and at the end of the day make sales and so I remember a lot of times that I was pitched by certain brands that I might have really loved, but I didn't think the community that follows me would buy. And so I didn't I didn't feel right saying yes to getting paid for something where I had a feeling that my community wouldn't buy it. It's like, okay, I yeah. might love this, but like I don't really think people that follow me are interested in this. So if you want to send me product for free, I'm happy to post about it because I share I I know and love you, but like I don't want to be paid for it yeah. because that was almost too much pressure on me to feel like I needed to perform for that brand. Yeah. I mean it needs to make sense yeah. for the audience. Yeah. So just know if you're committing to that like you are being a salesperson for that brand yeah if you're looking to share your message with aligned audiences then being a guest on podcasts is the best way to do it it is a guaranteed way to get in front of a loyal audience instead of testing your luck with ads or organic reach which is getting more and more difficult 
This is exactly why we started the Podcast Connector, which is like a matchmaking service for podcasts and guests. Cold pitch emails often go to trash or are left unread, and most podcast hosts only take referrals for their shows nowadays. At the Podcast Connector, we have a huge roster of thousands of incredible podcasts. We get to know each of them individually and exactly what they're looking for and what their audience is like. And we match our guests with aligned shows. We're looking for people exactly like them. We love to make perfect matches. We take the cold pitching out of it. It's a win-win for everyone. So if you are looking to get booked on podcasts, just head to thepodcastconnector.com. That is where you can see all of our options for bookings. Let us take the stress off you focus on the things you really need to be focusing on your business. Let us work our magic and get you booked on perfectly aligned shows. Again, all of the information is at thepodcastconnector.com. I wanted to say, I think that if a company approaches you or you approach a company that you really love and you like, you're like, I really want a long-term relationship with this. If you want it to continue, you already know that, right? Whatever the first thing is that you do together, I don't care what, what the agreement was. My suggestion is go across all of your platforms, like do the whole thing, because if they see ROI, they will want to continue. So it's Mm -hmm. like, if a company approaches me and they're like, Hey, we want four spots. And I'm like, Oh my God, I've been, you're like my, I've been wanting to work with you forever. I'm obsessed with your product. I don't care if they only paid me for four spots. I will, I might throw in extra things in my podcast around them. I will post about them on Instagram. I will send them in my newsletter. Like I'll put them everywhere because I'm, my focus is I want a long-term relationship with this, with this company. I love them. I genuinely love them. I've been wanting this and I just think what's going to give them the biggest ROI. And then that leads me to the next, oh, it did really well right? So we're going to continue. But it's like, if you love a company and want to continue working with them, don't just stick with the one platform because it's going to serve you better if, if you do a little extra, right? Yeah. So like, for example, something with podcasters, it's if somebody's sponsoring my podcast, I mean, some people, you you know, you can be smarter about it business-wise at this point. I don't really care. And to be honest, whenever I have to do something, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so I'd rather not be paid for something and do it because I genuinely want to. But it's like, you know, Organifi is a great example, right? They sponsor my podcast. I'm obsessed with this brand. I, I live, breathe, drink, bleed, like all of or- Organifi <laughs> is in my blood, right? And I so they are in my newsletter they're all over my Instagram it's like they don't pay for any of that and like I want to do that and and this is one of the big things that podcast hosts make where they don't get return because they're not integrating it so integrate it across multiple platforms is my suggestion if you are looking to continue partnerships and help them get better ROI because your audience when they see the product in different ways and that you are genuinely using it and I think this is where Instagram stories is so helpful because that makes people know I'm using this in my daily life there's something that feels just more relaxed versus Mm -hmm. they can't see it on a podcast or something like that you'll notice a big a big difference in my opinion and brands keep this in mind that a lot of influencers don't always know to do this and so build that relationship and communicate with them and say hey we want to create a longer term partnership with you um we obviously you know we want to sign on for four podcast ads but we would we've seen a really big difference if we're included in your email newsletter or we do a giveaway together xyz Mm -hmm. i mean we've been recently for giveaways we've created a lot of different buckets. And what I mean by that is instead of just like, oh, you post and more posts and you like and you comment, there's multiple deliverables where we now get emails and phone numbers for additional entries. Uh, we sometimes, we do email swaps. So we'll send out an email talking about either that brand or influencer and then vice versa. So a lot of ways where the partnership can strengthen and there's more brand awareness and mm-hmm. more eyes on you. Because yeah. again, this is just going to help both the influencer and the brand. Yeah. Like 
this is a win-win when yeah. you can do multiple platforms and do the most you possibly can totally. for each other. It's true collaboration, mm-hmm. right? And like, and that's the other thing. It's like, as the influencer, think about the exposure that brand could get you, right? It's like if they're featuring your stuff, right? So see how you can work with each other and make it make it a win-win. I also just wanted to say with the podcast, just because this comes up all the time, and I was just talking to, I was talking to Sal about this yesterday, but if you are sponsoring a podcast as a brand, it's going back to the brand stuff, but I think it's super relevant. I think it's it's so important to give people talking points. I hate when people when nobody gives me anything. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to focus on? Like, is there a specific product, right? Or like are there certain things you want to make sure people know, right? So give them a general outline. But I think one of the biggest mistakes brands make is when they are too strict about what you can and can't say, or they're like, I I've had a I've had brands before be like, you need to read this verbatim. No, I'm not working with you. Right. So it's like knowing that person's style is going to serve you really well. But with Sal, he talks about, he's like, for Sigmatic, they would literally sell on the podcast, like, this tastes like shit, but we love it because <laughs> we get, we feel right, great. Yeah. And, and the company was like, you can't say this. Like, you can't say it. Like, and they're like, no, trust us. Like, our audience, like, responds to this. And they did so fucking well because their audience knows, right? Their audience, yeah. And exactly, they know their audience because mm-hmm. it's, it's Mind Pump. So they have a very fitness and health driven yeah. community. And a lot of times in, in the fitness and health community, you eat things that are really good for you, even if they taste like shit. Yeah, we do so this like all the, the time. <laughs> like, Kaylee and I will be like, I'll be like, oh, do you like that? She's like, yeah, it tastes like dirt, but it's fine. I'm like, great, let's get yeah, it. Yeah, because, like, you know how yeah. healthy it is. So people who are really into health and wellness honestly don't really care About if something taste, tastes yeah. like shit if they know all the benefits yeah. for it. So that's hilarious. Yeah, totally, <laughs> right? And so, like, trust – I just think trust that host's style and what they want to focus on and how they want to deliver it because it might not make sense to you, but it's going to work. And if it doesn't seem authentic, it won't translate to the audience. And if somebody tries to get me to read something, it doesn't sound like me, you know? So I think just giving people that creative freedom and like trusting them, it's always going to work out way better than trying to force them to do it this way or that way. Or even like, you know, an Instagram post when they'll be like, you have to include this. And it's like, that doesn't even sound like me. No. Right? It doesn't go well. And influencers built their community by communicating a specific Mm -hmm. way. Don't try to change that. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Those are the big things that come to mind for me. Anything else top of mind? I think we, I think we covered a lot. I'm very interested to see how this episode does and what questions we get back Mm -hmm. from it. Cause I definitely see us talking more on this subject and maybe even bringing in someone else, whether it's like Lauren from Organifi, like Mm -hmm. someone who's built really successful programs in addition to offer even more insight. But I think this will be really valuable for people. Yeah. Well, we're excited to hear what you have to say and if there are any follow-up questions and I actually Maybe we'll just wrap up with this because this is connected. One thing that we didn't say is, well, we kind of touched on, but like there's this balance of not asking for too much because if somebody asks for too much, it gets overwhelming and I'm never going to do it. Um, And sometimes brands will do that. And it's like, I want to help you, but I'm overwhelmed with Mm -hmm. all these things I need to do. So I just won't do it at all. And something that we are going to start doing is our little five minute favor segment. So Kaylee, do you want to explain the concept of five minute favorite. yes I'm so excited about this because years ago on Instagram I used to talk about this all the time and then I don't know what happened I just stopped and forgot about it and someone DM'd me the other day that's been following me forever and was like hey can I have a five minute favor mm-hmm. and then asked and I was like oh my gosh okay so here's the concept behind it I love helping people but there was a point in my life where I was helping everyone else so much like building their brand consulting, just doing things for everyone else that I literally had no time in my day for clear stem. And then I would end up not sleeping and overworking and completely burn myself out and getting frustrated. And I was like, how can I find a good balance? Because I truly love 
helping people, but I also need to set boundaries and I have to build my own brand yeah. instead of everyone else's all the time. So I came up with the, I think I had heard it somewhere like in conversation one time and just completely developed it as my own. But the five minute favor is you can ask. And we're, so we're going to start asking these on the podcast. When we have interviewers on, we're going to have them ask. So for everyone listening, it's like whoever can help this five minute favor. So it's essentially asking for a favor that takes about five minutes to do. So it could be, uh, oh, less, hey, less. <laughs> less than five minutes <laughs> one minute um so let's say just a complete example hey i'm a brand really struggling with facebook ads right now does anyone have a connection they can make literally right now email mm -hmm. introduction to an agency to a consultant to someone who's really really good at it that i can bring in-house mm -hmm. so it's asking for a favor that takes five minutes or less to do and typically it's a connection made it's a question answered anything mm -hmm. like that and you really get to make a big impact with people with still having your boundaries and not completely depleting yourself yeah so i love this idea most of the although most of the favors i asked kaylee aren't five minutes so sorry <laughs> but i love that um, yeah. <laughs> um so kaylee do you have a five minute favor oh my gosh i wasn't prepared for this let me oh. think okay we are branching into tiktok mm -hmm. a lot right now and i don't have a presence on tiktok at all i actually try to stay off of it because mm -hmm. i feel like it's a huge time consumer so we are breaking to tiktok and tiktok ads does anyone have any advice or a person that is looking for a job to come in-house and mm. to learn and grow uh, we wouldn't have a huge budget to work with to bring you on, but it would be a position that would obviously generate money. Because obviously, mm -hmm. if you're being really successful on TikTok for us, that's generating money and we can pay you more. So yeah. it's a position that can absolutely grow or someone that you know that does freelance work as well. I would love any connections, intros, advice in that area. So TikTok ads. TikTok ads. All right, cool. Yeah. Or working with very specific people on TikTok. Cool. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I do have an interview in Nobius Biz School with somebody who specializes in growing their business on TikTok, if that would be of interest to you to listen to. That could be because we are also growing our own clear stem presence on TikTok. Yeah, as I we could go. send that to you. But that's all I have. So I love that. Anyone, anyone listening, like Kaylee, <laughs> know if you want to be if you want to be a TikTok mm -hmm. ad person or if you have TikTok yeah. experience. So, so if you're someone that wants to play around with fun video creative and test ads mm -hmm. and have a budget to work with hit me up yeah i feel like if i didn't have all this other shit i was doing it's not shit it's great but if i didn't have all these other things i was doing i would love to be a social media manager honestly yeah i feel like i'd be good at it i think you would be really so, good at it you know, know what to do yeah i know what to do and i like to talk to people and anyway <laughs> in, in another life M yeah maybe <laughs> maybe not tiktok but whatever okay amazing well everybody uh you know if you know anyone tiktok related let kaylee know do you have a five minute favor it, no it's just you? one per episode let's oh, not okay. overwhelm them <laughs> just that, mine. that would be 10 minutes <laughs> that's Come on. true i'll do it next time <laughs> all right this has been amazing we hope you enjoyed this let us know if you uh, have any follow-up questions if this was helpful take a screenshot share it to instagram tag us at the podcast connector you can tag me and kaylee personally as well if you want at christina the channel at kaylee.christina and we'll repost you and we're excited to connect further all right thanks so much for listening in hope you have a great rest of your day and we will talk to you next episode thanks again for tuning in to another episode 
Don't forget, if you want to get booked on amazing podcasts, or if you're a podcast host and you want to get connected with some incredible guests, head over to thepodcastconnector.com to learn more about our service. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It truly means the world to us. And extra points if you take a screenshot and tag us on social media so that we can see that you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Have an amazing rest of your day, and we will chat with you again next episode.